Welcome everyone to Comics from the Multiverse. This is episode 318. I am Peter and joining me as always is Matt. Hey, what's up? Connor, once again, sadly, could not make it. Who's, who's Connor? He's, uh, he's, he's too busy practicing his sw synchronized swimming for the next, uh, huh? the next, uh, Olympics, <laughs> I guess. Sure. Uh, but yes, uh, we are here though, and we are going to talk about DC Comics. It's a DC Comics podcast. We get together, we talk about the books we read this week. Uh, coming up on this week's show, we've got Dark Crisis, World Without a Justice League, Green Lantern, issue one. It's a bit of a mouthful. We have Superman, Son of Kal-El, issue 14, Wonder Woman 790, Batgirls, issue 9, Naomi, season 2, issue 6, Deceased, War of the Undead Gods, issue 1, and Jurassic League, issue 4. Four. So, reasonable amount of books, some interesting stuff in there. Uh, although it's notable that this was the week last month that was the 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 big sort of depressing, disappointing week. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I don't know if you call More that. that later. Yeah. Oh, oh, Matt's got some space for yeah. for later. Um. So we'll see how this week fares in comparison, and uh, we'll get into the into the books. Uh, we also have a couple of little bits of news uh to, to to mention and um but you know matt what were those space girls like us again what what about space girls give me what you want what you really really want i can't wait to no. top 10 <laughs> but that's a lie that's not what i want <laughs> not what i really really want it is, it is what you want what you really really want no. i know it's positive of it so yes comic solid top 10 at the time of recording uh, number one is a Marvel book, Matt. Is it the new big crossover? I believe so. Is Axe Judgment Day? Yeah. Issue one, I guess. That's that's no issue two. Issue two. Okay, it's cut off. Uh, so without clicking on it, I can't see what yeah. the number was, but it's number two. Yeah. Uh, but luckily DC does swoop in right after that, though. Uh, any idea what the top-selling DC book is? I'm gonna go out on a limb and say deceased. It is deceased. War of the Undead <sighs> Gods. Uh, that is coming at number two, and then Worlds Without a Justice League Green Lantern comes in at number three. So mm -hmm. a couple of DC books there. And then back over to Marvel with Amazing Spider-Man issue seven at number four. That was gonna be my first or my second guess if Judgment Day wasn't number one. Yeah, so I can tell from the cover that uh, John Romita Jr. is still, uh, yeah. still on that book. Yep, that's a fact. Yeah, uh, hard, hard to want to read it with, with that, uh, yeah. that fact. But uh, uh, number five is Superman, Son of Kal-El, issue 14. Mm -hmm. And then we have number six, which is Power Rangers, issue 22. Hey. Uh, yeah, they're doing well right now. I don't even know which one this is, because there's Mighty Morphin Power Rangers, there's Mighty Morphin, and I guess this is a third book? I didn't realise they had a third ongoing that was up to issue yeah. 22 already. Uh, interesting. What kind of rangers are these on the cover? Yeah, they don't look Mighty Morphin, esque do they? Uh -oh. They look different. They, they look uh, Mass Rider-esque. Oh, that's a bold, that's a bold thing. Yeah. Uh, so... Yep. Oh, oh, no, I closed the wrong tab now. Come on, come on, come on. <laughs> so, yeah, so Mighty Morphin and um, I guess Power Rangers are... 
Are they the same book? Because it says to be continued in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers 100. This is listed as Legacy 99. So I don't I don't know. It's well, good to know that it's not just the big two that are playing with their numbers. Um, well, there is a no. There's a book called Mighty Morphin, and there's a yeah. and the book Mighty Morphin Power Rangers was going for ages. So that's the one that's hitting 100. I don't know if they just yeah, retitled that to Power Rangers for a bit, and that's what this is. Maybe because yeah, because it says my continued from Mighty Morphin 22, continued in Mighty Morphin Power Rangers 100. Yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. This is Legacy like, 99 though, so that makes sense. Yeah. So is, is there it, only two books, or is there three books? Well, it's two books, but it sounds like Mighty Morphin Power Rangers got renamed to yeah. Power Rangers and put back to number one around yeah. issue 79, and this is issue 99 overall, yeah. and it's gone back to the original numbering with issue 100. That's what this sounds like to me. It's a lot. Uh, I didn't realize it had gotten so convoluted, uh, but there you go. Uh, number seven is Fence Rise. This is volume five. Of this don't book. know what that is. I have no idea what this is either. Um, Joanna the Mad is the artist, and C.S. Picat is the the writer. I don't know. It's not even coming up over on it, my list. It's way down. It's a it's a boom book. Uh, okay. hmm. Uh, oh, there you go. It's always nice to see an oddity sneak in uh, yeah. into the top ten. Uh, and then we have number eight is Avengers issue fifty nine. That's still Jason Aaron going strong. Uh, number nine is Predator issue one. Marvel finally put a Predator book. Uh, Ed Brisson being the writer on this one. Well, that's uh, interesting. Mm. I mean, it's obviously timed very well because the new movie just came out. But yeah. Uh, and then number ten is Eight Billion Genies issue four, and this is a Charles Soule book. Which is probably why it's uh, doing. Yeah, apparently it's already been optioned for something, so good, good for Soul. Yeah, I mean that's not even that irregular anymore. There's so no. many, it's like when we do the TV news, there's so many like, stories in the week where it's like, oh, this is a book that's not coming out till next year, and it's already optioned for gotcha. adaptation. I just mentioned it because I remember Charles Soul talking about how wild it is that it's only at what, issue four at this time it was issue three, and he's already having production meetings. Yeah. as the creator, so that's pretty wild. Yeah, looking a little bit further down for more DC stuff, uh, Urban Legends came in at number 13, number 15, Wonder Woman, and then number 18 is Batgirls. So yeah, they're kind of sprinkled throughout the rest mm. of, the, of, the, of the top 20. Uh, Jurassic League just missing that, that's number 21. Uh, mm. But, yeah, so... Uh, it's not, I mean, it's not too bad, but you got, you got three books in the top 10. It's yeah. uh, not, not a disaster to speak by any means, uh, but not a particularly standout one either. So, uh, there you go. That's your Comicsology Top 10, Matt's favourite segment on the show. Yep. Then, now, forever. No. Yes. Uh, now we do have a couple of bits of actual comic book news. There's maybe a little bit of movie stuff that I'll mention, but there's actual comic book news. Uh, and they're both just sort of early things for November. Uh, one that there's going to be a Green Lantern one shot in November called John Stewart, the Emerald Knight issue one. And it's basically to kind of wrap up the uh, Green Lantern series, which I didn't even realize stopped coming out. Uh, apparently its last issue was in April huh. and yeah. uh, it left in a cliffhanger. So apparently this one shot, which is 48 pages, 
is going to kind of wrap that up and lead into because it seems to be set before Justice League seventy five. So it's, it's sort yeah. of like after that run, but before the death of the Justice League. Uh, so it, it feels like it's just like a one shot to tie up some loose ends and give it a proper yeah. ending, seemingly. Uh, That's so, good. You know, uh, obviously we dropped that book, so we're not going to be checking yeah. this out. But as as someone that likes closure in comics, it's good that uh, that they're they're letting them finish that. Mm. <clears throat> and then the other bit of news we got for November, which will make you happy, is the Poison Ivy book, which was meant to be six issues, is now been extended to twelve issues because it would have ended in November. Mm-hmm. Uh, and instead, it is now going to go beyond. And it says there's even a chance that it may even get extended further after issue twelve, should uh, success keep going. Oh, oh, good. So I mean, yeah, there you go. Uh, also, I love that the image that Newsarama used for this article is uh, Poison Ivy wearing a shirt that says "Shell Baby Shell." Yep. Which uh, feels right. Yeah. Feels right. So, yeah. Uh, so you get at least twelve issues of Poison Ivy now, possibly more. I mean, I imagine that just with the variants, it probably sells a lot of copies to the same people. Hmm. So uh, maybe it'll keep uh, keep on trucking. Uh, but yeah, those were the two sort of quick bits of actual comic book news that I. I uh, found in my it's, travels. Yeah, it's it's weird being a Poison Ivy fan and knowing there's other Poison Ivy fans out there. Like I've known, but now it's actually you're noticing when it the book's selling pretty Aye. well. Yeah, those perverse yeah. out there. I agree. Yeah. Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, whatever. <laughs> Are you saying that's not a driving factor here? <laughs> I mean, not totally, but mm. you know, I, I just feel like you know. Poison Ivy is a character that we need in 2022. So, you know, the state of the world being what it is. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I wonder how many of the issues that are being sold to Poison Ivy are the same sort of, you know, stereotypical guys buying every single variant. I don't know. Not me. I, I limit myself to one because I'm running out of room. So, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. All right. Okay. Uh, uh, spinning it from comics a little bit though, just to go to the other things. There's, there's not as much news this week versus last week with all the the Warner yeah. chaos, but uh, there was one thing is that uh, so Aslov, the, the guy who's running the show now, uh, at Warner's Discovery, mm-hmm. said made this statement about how there's like, he's got like a ten year plan for DC and how how they're going to clean it up and all that. Mm-hmm. Apparently, uh, Hamada, who is currently technically in charge of the DC division, mm-hmm. uh, was. I'm concerned to hear this because it conflicts directly with his own 10 year plan for DC, <laughs> which was kind of starting to be enacted with these next couple of movies. Uh, so, yeah, just happy, happy chaos uh, as always. Uh, yeah. Uh, someone was sharing around that there's talks about bringing in Berlanti as a Feige esque shepherd, to which, you know. Mm-hmm. Cynically, I go, I, I can't make it past three seasons of those silly shows. But at least those characters feel familiar enough. You know? Like... It's not an ideal solution. It's not an ideal, but it's better than what we've had. Uh, yeah. But that still is not good enough. You know what I mean? Like, dream dream bigger. Uh, yeah, part of the problem is, is even if they just kind of match Marvel now, that's not good enough because I'm, no. I'm sick of that now. So, like... That's what I mean. Like, yeah. sure. Like, at at the end of the day, as a as a 
you know, as a DC fan, I want movies that feature like the spirit of the character. It doesn't have to be perfect. Like the Batman is not a perfect, you know, version of Batman, but it was still close enough that it was a worthwhile watch um, versus some of the other movies that we've gotten. Um, so, so yes, it's, if we can keep doing more of that, cool. I don't care, but I just feel like with Black Adam on the horizon, I don't feel <laughs> that the, that's the vibe going forward. Oh uh, yeah, it's just a uh, chaotic time, chaotic time, and the, uh, the 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 Warner Discovery. Hey, I, I, at Warner least I still have Star Girl to get through, so you know. Uh, season you get, two, you get at least a season three of that. Although speaking yeah. of season three, the show is on uh, HBO Max. Although that's actually on the CW, but it used to be yeah. Uh, Pennyworth, uh, season three is coming in October. Now, not that anyone cares about Pennyworth, because I certainly mm-hmm. don't. Uh, but what I do care about is the choice to change its title for season three. To what? The title. Just to, I guess they were worried people wouldn't know what it was. So they have now changed the title to Pennyworth, the origin of Batman's butler. <laughs> <sighs> Well, this is why we have problems, Warner Brothers. <laughs> if you try to make everything Batman, this is the problem you get. Like, I don't know. I've never heard. No, I don't know anyone that's actually watched Pennyworth. Uh, I mean, I watched the first episode for review, but that was yeah. that. Like, you know, I, I, yeah. I was billing it after that. What's next? Yeah. Tomkins, the origin of Batman's Doctor. <laughs> yeah. Or, or, man, I'm running out of them. You mean Gordon, the the origin of Batman's best friend? (laughs) Fox, the origin of Batman's money guy. I just said tech guy, but yeah, sure. sure. I mean, at this point, he's his money guy, right? Like, sure, but traditionally, you know, he's the tech guy. Uh, Wayne, the origin of Batman's parents. Although they're they're actually. They're in Pennyworth, actually, so they're already kind of they don't that. go down a dark alley with mom wearing pearls, I'm good. Oh, that's what it will be called. Perils. The, pearls? Count, the countdown to crime alley. That'll be the name of the show. Don't give them ideas, Pete. <laughs> Please don't give them ideas. Oh, dear. So, uh, yeah, there you go. That's, uh, that's the yeah. chance. We can get into the, uh, into the books. Uh, so... Dark Crisis World Without a Justice League, Green Lantern Issue 1, Philip K. Johnson writing with Fernando Blanco on the art. Uh, this is the John Stewart-focused story in yeah. these, these ones. So, based off of the last one, which was not terrible, but also, you know, not for me, not worth the cover price. You know, like, these might just be fun in a, in a trade one day. Uh, I, got, I got sucked in by the creative team. And yeah, because... I'm glad I did. I'd kind of written these off, and mm-hmm. you said you were definitely reading this one because of the team, and I checked what the team yeah. was, and I was like, okay, sure, yeah. I'll read it, fine. Yeah. Uh, but I did leave it till last, and, and kind of mm-hmm. the, the way where if I was running out of time, I might have cut it. But yeah, uh, I, I did get it in, and um, it I, I'm still kind of mixed on it, and in the sense that I think mm-hmm. it's well written. I think the art's good, and yeah. I think what it's saying about John is interesting, and his fantasy is that he is re- actually retired from the core and he's brought his sister back to life 
uh, in, a, in a sense, uh, and is living the quiet life, but he's kind of revered as the guy who saved everything and helped build what the, the core currently is. Yeah, uh, it's a world that doesn't need him, right? Like yeah. he's he's able to go do what he wants and be there for his family instead of gallivanting across the galaxy. And I really did like that sentiment because that was you. It, so on the same lines of what I like in action comics that Johnson's doing, of it, of telling the story of Superman and why he is needed, you know, in a world like War World and what his presence does there, and here it's it's similar. Whereas, you know, Stewart's done everything he can. Now he gets to go be quiet until he is needed eventually. Um, yeah. Which is really nice. I, st- I still kind of was left at the end with kind of a feeling of, like, that was a that was a tie-in. You know, that, that was mm-hmm. something that, you know, I, I didn't need. It didn't feel yeah. uh, required in any way, shape, or form. And it, it's kind of a hard line to cross over into this felt even if it's not essential to understand the plot of the main story, obviously, but mm-hmm. essential in the sense that I feel like I was so worthwhile and I had so much to what was going on that uh, yeah. I, I am glad I read it. I'm kind of not quite reaching that line, so you know, I'm a little... like It's solid, but at the same time, I, I'm not sure I felt like I, I needed it either, so it's, it's kind yeah, of in a weird place. I like these type of Green Lantern stories that talk about ideas over... you know. So the last one that this reminded me of was the, the God of Light, Dark Side War tie-in that was Tom King and Doc Shaner, which is like mm. one of my favorite single issues of all time. And this doesn't hit that levels, but just the whole concept of of this guy that's so duty bound that you know what does he what does he want in life? And that's to you know you know not have those duties calling to him and him be at peace with that. It, it's really a, nice. <clears throat> there's a uh, one moment early on that I did quite like when uh so it's just his mother's explained to his little mm-hmm. sister kind of what John does and like yeah. stuff but it was it's when she's explaining that unlike all the other green lanterns he was always kind of like without knowing what it was he was always mm-hmm. kind of searching for that because he always wanted yeah. something that would help him build uh yeah. you know it really kind of focuses on his engineering and architecture mm-hmm. kind of skills uh, which I appreciate. Yeah. I, I like where yeah. that's brought into it a little bit over just the mm-hmm. guilt of the planet, because you know, like the yeah. Which I'm I'm relieved this wasn't that because Zanshi is not brought up once. No, and we which we, is were, nice. we were joking last month that, yeah. that that was probably what it was going to be. <laughs> it was yeah, it was just that. Yeah, so I I was relieved, and then how he reforms the core. So in this story, it's he's on Earth, and that there's a battle for Oa. Um, that the the guardians got killed, and he kind of rebuilds the core, uh, and calls them what the watchtower. Yeah. Uh, and you know he becomes the new guardian, and he is kind of like willpower personified. Um, and so through through that the core kind of runs through him, and he's almost kind of like a legend, like you know almost like a breaking case of emergency, and so whatever these things that attacked before. Uh, what are they called? The the Bright Revenant, something like that. Yeah. Uh, that they're they're overwhelming the core, and so they send out a distress call, and they bring him back in, and now he comes in as the yeah. guardian. But and it was also he also reminded me of Steel a lot there, just because of the the way the suit is with the cape and as mm. a sword. He also which... uh, these these villains are essentially mm. Black Lanterns. Mm. Uh, yeah. Because uh, he's at one point to say, "Oh, we've lost like a thousand Green Lanterns." And he's yeah. like, we'll get them all back. And I'm like, what do you mean get them all back? And then the next page, yeah. I saw that, oh, there's kind of like a like yeah. a Black Lantern quality to like how it's like controlling all these like Thanagarians and stuff. Yeah. 
Uh, that's it. It's like an Omega symbol that's on the the big because yeah. it's, it's like a baby with bat wings. Is the best right. way to describe this this yeah, central and it, villain. It's, it's, and it's dark too, which ties to the central themes of Dark Crisis, right? Because yeah. um, remembering how in in you know the main book in uh, what is it, Christ, Dark Crisis on Infinite Earths? Now uh, they went through a Black Lantern, right through the Black Lantern to mm-hmm. Pariah's realm. To where uh, Hal got sucked into this world, you know. So it's just there's there's a lot of overlap there with the whole idea of the darkness and that being the overall threat that John's keeping at bay. So I, I do like the the incidental ties there. Yeah, I mean, and there's some nice art as he like fires through this baby bat thing, and yeah. the Green Lanterns all cheer and say "Hail John Stewart," which feels mm-hmm. a little bit. Uh, I know he didn't design this world, but it was designed for right. him, and he feels a bit egotistical. He's like his yeah. dream is that all the green light are like, "Hail, Judge Stewart, you're my favorite." Right. Which, and again, maybe when Hal shows up, that's a thing that breaks it for him. Like he always kind of mm. knew it was off because of that. But yeah, I do, I do enjoy the Black Mercy esque qualities of these of these realms, mm. um, especially for Superman. Uh, more so in these in the mains than the backups, because the backups seem tangential at best. Whereas I just feel those are like one shots that are barely because like the Aquaman one was kind of just like a, a what if Aquaman was happy. Yeah, we'll talk about Hot Girl in a minute. But uh, both the Superman and the John Stewart ones were very, were very like Black Mercy, give the hero what they want to keep them at peace so they're not interrupt uh, interrupting. Yeah, I um, think it's just a, a a simple case of the backups only get like eight pages yeah. to to do what they're doing and. Therefore, there's not enough time. I, I do think the hot girl one does kind of at least establish, like, okay, this is what she kind of wants yeah. and secretly, you know, mm-hmm. and it does establish that by the end of it. Yeah, um, definitely. You know, there's not really much to the plot, per se, of this. It's just kind of no. like, he gets a distress call, he goes out, he helps him fight, he wins, yeah. comes back. That's it. It's, and, it's more about what the narration's saying about him that, is, that makes the issue than anything else. Yeah, and then the Fernando Blanco art, just the colors pop. The, the, the way that the shading's hit with all the lighting, from the Green Lantern, which is something I always look at in a Green Lantern book, because sometimes when the colors are too, like, there's not enough shadow, they don't pop as much, and it gives it, like, a 90s quality. Here, everything felt really textured and yeah. vibrant, so, but that, that should be expected. Blanco yeah, Bla- Blanco's, point, so. uh, it's honestly, it's just, it's like, you know, the, the mom and sister, like, sitting on the stairs, mm-hmm. like, talking to each other, it's like, mm-hmm. when I'm most impressed with, with Blanco yeah. in some cases, because he, he does that kind of, like, low-key just drama uh mm-hmm. you know talking art really well uh yeah, not, the, not he's the not, mundane yeah not that he's bad at the other stuff although i no. will say i'm not i, I don't know if i kind of if i like the design of john stewart's uh, outfit it has like green latin look in this it's a bit that's, yeah as i said it's very steel-esque yeah. i don't know why they went with that um, uh but yeah otherwise art the art's good though it's mm-hmm. just not really a drawing problem um yeah. and then the backup uh yeah it's hot girl she's finding a tomb in the jungle mm-hmm. and it's all about getting to this artifact that will effectively end her immortality and her reincarnation cycle mm-hmm. because she wants she wants to give away the burden of remembering all these past lives and just wants to live in the now rather than knowing that her mm-hmm. destiny is just to be killed and then reincarnated again yeah and she and says again. she's just a vessel and she's tired of being just the vessel she wants yeah. to be more and i did like that and jeremy adams is becoming one of my favorite writers that can do these little fill-ins not even fill-ins but like a backup one shot where he you know impressed me with the flash telling that wally story the way that he did um 
and here with Kendra, just kind of uh, summarizing her her kind of history, and we get to that page where we see all the different versions of Hot Girl. And I thought that was a, a really cool uh, way of of setting this one out different than like again the Aquaman one, where it was just kind of like, what if he was happy? Like you said here, it's what does she want, and she wants to to live now and not be just a vessel for reincarnation, which is nice. Yeah, Jerk Harbour's on the art, and the art's actually mm-hmm. pretty good, I thought. Uh, yeah. Like, all, all the, the shadows of the tomb, and like the, you know, her coming in with the with the torch, and seeing the people on the spikes, and stuff. Mm-hmm. There's a nice inky quality to the, the art that I appreciate. Uh, well, and, yeah, as an Indiana Jones fan, that the opening is definitely an homage to the opening of Raiders, right? Mm-hmm. With, the, with the two guys that she's like, oh yeah, they're gonna betray me. I know it. You know? Um... But yeah, and then she she gets you know she drinks from the from the uh, what was it the vase of mortality, yeah, and these these skeletons come to life and I thought that was really fun that was like a real fun pulpy yeah it's very pulpy it's all it's cynically looking at it it's like just so you can have a little action scene at the end before it yeah. finishes but uh, it's fun enough uh, then the yeah. last page uh, as she walks off happy Pariah like comes out of the shadows and starts laughing maniacally yeah. I mean, his plan is working. You give the heroes what they want, and they stay out of the way. But you know, I'm still not 100 clear on on his plan, on you know why they have to why he has to trap them on this on these worlds to create infinite you know for the great darkness. I'm sure it all will be revealed. But him laughing like a maniac like this was a was a fun touch. Well, he's not doing that for the great darkness though. He's doing that because he wants to rebuild a new multiverse. So these are right. going to be his worlds. Right, but. Again, why why Pariah's ultimate goal? I know he wants to bring his stuff back, right? Um, but like him laughing like a maniac like this, that's definitely mad scientist vibes. Oh so sure. It wouldn't it, it wouldn't surprise me if the great darkness is outplayed still. You know, almost like building them up just so they can be taken out, you know, give them the, the ultimate. But yeah. Uh, but no, this one was uh, I'm glad I picked this one up. Uh, between both stories. I was dreading the hot girl one a little bit. But when it ended up becoming like this action adventure temple thing, I was like, oh, this is exactly my speed. And then what I had to say, because over the course of the last couple of years, I've really been drawn to the Hawks. And I feel that that was Robert Venditti's fault in, in the Hawkman book that I love so much. But um, just revisiting those older series and the whole cycle of rebirth and, you know, and, and the origin changes and all of that. This was a, a kind of a nice comment. Uh, on the Hawk history. Yeah. All right, what are you giving uh, World Without Just League Green Lantern? Uh, are we breaking it up or the, just the whole book? You can break it up, yeah. All right, so so the first story I'll give a 7.5 to, uh, and the backstory I'll give a 7 to. Overall, I'll give it a 7.5. Uh, yeah, I think I'll just go uh, 7 on both. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, straight 7 yeah. for me. Uh, all right, there you go. That's Dark Crisis, World Without a Just League, Green Lantern. The only thing I will say is that it's, it's not really done anything to make me think that I'm going to want to read the rest of them necessarily. So, case by case. Yeah, it'll definitely be creative team driven. Mm. Like, if, if we get another good creative team, I'll check it out. But, yeah. I'm going to be hesitant going forward. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's Wonder Woman next anyway, so we'll see mm-hmm. what that brings next month. Uh, so, yeah. Superman, Son of Kal-El, issue 14, Tom Taylor writing, seeing Termi on the art. Uh, so last month's issue was a bit of a, I don't want to say dud, but it was definitely a weaker issue. 
and uh, I definitely enjoyed the plot of this one a lot more. I think it uh, was you know it's gearing up for this uh, fight uh, in Gamora, and uh, outside of the very ending of the issue, which kind of you know taps yeah. into the one plot point that I've not liked in the book, you know, in this yep. arc as a whole. Uh, I, I generally enjoyed this a lot more than I did last month. It's kind of back to what I what I enjoy. I, I think, you know, not having it, half the issue be a dream sequence and yeah, having to turn and, me back on art has helped a lot. And just the dynamics between all the characters, between between um, John and and, oh God, what's his name? Jay. Uh, Jay, there we go, Nakamura. Um, just their whole little thing and then Lois and and all of that. I really enjoy all of that stuff. So... Um, just this entire, the entire front half of this, which is John being worried about Jay because he's got to get into the superheroing now. He's just not commenting on stuff is the truth. Uh, I really like that. Yeah, he he gets an outfit. Uh, John's got an outfit Mm -hmm. for him in the fortress because he's, he needs needs to like sort of maintain his identity as as when he's Mm -hmm. fighting. Uh, the issue starts with Lois kind of spilling the, the truth about, uh, what Bendis is up to. And Bendix responds by having like a force field dome go over the city, or sorry, yeah. over the country, I should say. Uh, and it's, you know, the issue is kind of like, okay, what do we do? So we end up with the revolutionaries and sort of coming up with a plan. There's, there's a bit of tension because, you know, like some of them want to kill Bendix yeah. because he's directly behind giving some of them powers, which, which which would be fine if it didn't involve, you know, experimentation and torture and imprisonment and all that other stuff that he was yeah, doing. Yeah, like, again, it, it's that meme from Falcon and Winter Soldier. Osita's out of line, but she's right. You know, like yeah, he should kill him, but you know, yeah, Superman. Superman's not gonna allow that. So I, I did like that. Yeah, uh, and obviously this you know ties into Taylor's Suicide Squad, which mm-hmm. it was making me nostalgic for that. I was kind of wanting that back. I was like, you know, I'm enjoying this book, but I like I like yeah. the Suicide Squad a bit more. So it's for sure. you know, but this this shares some themes overall. I mean, just the way he's creating new characters, like like Jay and this new like. If the cover's to be believed, you know, Gossamer is going to be the code name, you know, or his superhero identity, yeah, which it, is really cool. It never came up in the issue. That was funny, mm-hmm. actually, because in the cover, yeah, it says, you know, yeah. I know Gossamer. Uh, yeah. And I'm only assuming we're pronouncing that right. I'm not entirely yeah. convinced. I'm pretty sure because it's like a light, like, I think Gossamer is like, a, like I've heard the phrase, a Gossamer yeah. thread, you know. Um, so, but, uh, but yeah, just I like these. Like you, you bring up the Suicide Squad themes, carrying over to here, um, and just them showing up and being in the sub, seeing Zebra Man again was pretty cool. Sure, you know, yeah. in his force field. So, uh, and then of course the surprise of the issue is that Damien shows up and mm-hmm. is like, you're not, you're not going to go into like a country and attack without me, are you? Yeah. Uh, so, and John's happy to see him, and there's some you know interesting banter with him there, how, and you know, and how, how did he get in there? And what that's you mean? The, it's a sub. And what's <laughs> interesting is Damien sort of like backing John up when it comes to the killing stuff uh, is an interesting little touch. Yeah. Uh, just because you know, given his past and the idea that he is yeah. going to stand by John in this in this debate is is quite nice. Yeah. Uh, it shows their friendship again. Uh, so yeah, the back half of the issue, of course, is that uh, John drops Jay into the city. He obviously can go through the force field because mm-hmm. he's uh, he's power. And but there's this interesting caveat where he can use the Legion flight ring that John gave him when he's corporeal, but when he's incorporeal, it won't work. So right. uh, it's just an interesting risk or not risk reward, but like an interesting mechanic that he can only do certain things when he's in one state or the other. 
Uh, so, you know, I, I thought that was cool. So he faces me in. Uh, he gets to the control room, but there's like tons and tons of buttons. And he's like, well, what, what do you press? So he basically just makes a speech to the people in there saying, hey, we're going to try and take the country back and get rid of the dictator. You know, anyone fancy helping, basically. And yeah. one of them presses the button and says, you know, take him out or something. Uh-huh. Like it's so nice. So, uh, yeah, it's a nice moment. Uh, and we get this glorious big page as the, the revolutionaries and John come in to attack and John picks up a submarine in the background of a two-page spread as the revolutionaries are kicking mm-hmm. ass all over a ship. So, yeah, fire action sequences. Uh, but then the end of the issue is that just as they're dealing with stuff in the lab, John comes rushing in and the main weapon that Bendix has got ready to fight them is a very heavily modified and mutated version of jay's mother uh who's just got yep. claws now and her like bottom jaw is like a like a like monstrous a, yeah i was almost fishy like i'm getting like yeah. a it looks like something aquaman might fight I guess is what yeah, I'm like, like, well, yeah like an angler fish down the ones that are down at the bottom of the ocean yeah yeah uh so yeah i, I mean like i've not been a fan of the whole like his mother's is yeah. connected and is you know in this in the in the country and was the former president i've never really liked that part of the story none of us really did uh but uh, you know on a but I, I think this isn't really that part of that problem though this is just kind of like it's making me think of it but for the most part it's like okay big cliffhanger big fight to have next issue that's cool uh but mm-hmm. yeah no i thought this was back on form i was enjoying the progression i was enjoying the characters bouncing off of each other and, you know, I was enjoying kind of things escalating as Bendix is getting cocky and being like, this doesn't even matter that the truth's out. Like, people are still going to want our weapons. They're still going to be buyers. They're still going to, we're still going to make lots mm-hmm. of money kind of thing. Uh, yeah, so I, I enjoyed all that side of things. Um, yeah. I still like the idea that Bendix is a two-bit Luther. This means Luther's help, right? Yeah, there's a like, moment uh, where, like, they say, why can't you just go in yourself? You're Superman. And he says, nah, Bendix will have thought of that. And if he hasn't, then Lex Luthor definitely has. And I was like, yeah. okay, that's an interesting little bit of phrasing that. I like that. Yeah, I like that aspect. Um, yeah, and Tormi's art's pretty good. It's been consistent. Uh, yeah, I got, I'm not in love with it. Like, it's, it's yeah, kind it's... of dependable art. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely better than what we had uh, last mm-hmm. month. Last month was a, you know, a bit of a sketchy fill-in. Uh, not necessarily literally. But I mean, it's, it's depending on the art, a sketchy fill in could be literal if they're too sketchy. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so yeah, no, I mean, I I, I enjoyed the the issue. Um, yeah, yeah, it's pretty good. Are we giving it? Um, I'm gonna give this an eight. Yeah, I think I'll go with a seven point five. I, I I won't quite say it's great, but I I did enjoy it. I'm I'm liking. Uh, Again, the chemistry with the characters is the big thing. Uh, so, there you go. Um, Wonder Woman 790, Becky Clooney and Michael Conrad with Emanuele Lupicino and Eduardo Pansica on the art. Uh, there's so many like names on that front page. The surnames uh, un- yeah. under the, the logo. Uh, so, this is wrapping up this arc. This is, you know, dealing with Dr. Psycho. Uh, last issue ended with Etta being kidnapped by Dr. Poison. And that is, like, resolved very quickly in too, this issue. Too quickly for my liking. And I always hate the yes, but that was part of my plan. Yeah, that, that was my big problem. It wasn't just that it was too quick. It was that I said, no, I lured you into kidnapping me, and I was prepared for it. I'm like, what? Since when is that a Batman? Right? 
Yeah, no, I think I think this issue, I think I'm I'm done with Wonder Woman for a minute. Cause this started up so good and I just this was not a fulfilling ending to this arc. Um, because there's there's so many ideas that I love that Conrad and Clunan are, are playing with. It's just not like forming. Uh, and the ending's very interesting, but yeah, man, just the stuff with Dr. Calculus or Professor Calculus and Dr. Poison and just, yeah, yeah. man, everything just feels a little bit off. That said, everything with the dupe of, of Wonder Woman um, and that really, I think, is the highlight of this issue for me. Um, but it was all that with the Dr. Psycho and uh, Wonder Woman and her and that whole interaction I thought was really strong. And I wish more of the series was like that, but it just it yeah. hasn't been. I starts off the issue with Calculus, who's kind of her, her captor, as it were, and she gets mm-hmm. out of her bains and, you know, like I said, like, oh, we I planned for you to capture me. Diana shows up, and Diana's, like, going to go after Psycho, whilst is going to go and help, mm-hmm. uh, you know, Steve and Steve- Siegfried. Siegfried. So, yeah, so she goes there, and she basically breaks out Siegfried. He's able to take out Dr. Poison. So, again, that's also wrapped up very quickly yeah. in, the, in the very next scene after the first scene. And then yeah. Wonder Woman goes to Doctor Psycho. Uh, sorry, sorry. Hi, Doctor Psycho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know what? I questioned myself there for some reason. So many doctors and professors. It, and, yeah, and, there's poison, calculus, again, psycho. There's too many. The the idea that these evil establishment figures are what's in Diana's way, I think is again is a great idea. It's just not executed, uh, unclumsily, if you yeah. will. Yeah. So. Yeah, you know, Wonder Woman comes in, she's going to obviously take out Psycho. Uh, he pours, you know, milk in her face, or milk extra, I should say, and yep. uh, is upset that his punch was ineffective and actually hurt his hand. Uh, but yeah. ultimately, you know, he tries to make a run for it. They end up fighting on the roof. Um, he tries to get away, but it's actually the dupe Wonder Woman who jumps out the window to grab him, thinking she's yep. protecting him, but... Uh, yep. Uh, which which she, which she is. Uh, but right. then you know, like it becomes this right. thing where she's holding the uh the magic crystal that he's been using, and he's trying to like take control of Wonder Woman telepathically, and it's just failing. It's failing. But Wonder Woman instead talks and in, you know talks to the dupe and convinces her mm-hmm. of the right thing to do, that she shouldn't be held captive, and yes. the dupe drops the crystal ball and smashes it. And then when Psycho tries to telepathically blast Wonder Woman, the dupe jumps in to take the hit, and she shatters. Yeah. So it's kind of this tragic ending of this 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 copy that has been sympathetic and has been under his controls, kind of fighting back and giving our life mm-hmm. to save Wonder Woman. There's some nice ideas there. Yeah, I, I really was moved by that. The fact, again, but that's when Wonder Woman works the best for me, is when, you know, Wonder Woman's, you know, convincing someone that was on the wrong side that like, hey, you have agency. Hey, he's treating you badly. Uh, and then when she makes the right choice, it, it costs. And so, uh, yeah, I was really moved by that. Yeah. And then there's a, a sort of sting page that reveals that the person who's behind the milk extra is Hera? Yeah. <laughs> this is where I would love Connor and his, you know, knowledge of Greek mythology to, you know, to be in that, of course... Hera is using toxic masculinity to further her own goals. 
and how that would work in with the legends. But I just I don't know is, Greek mythology like he does. So. Is uh, Hera producing this milk for her own teat? And may, maybe it is mother's milk. I don't I, know. I, I'm just imagining her leaning over a bottle and squeezing some out yeah. in there, and it's got mm-hmm. these magical properties that are you know heightening masculinity and toxicity yeah. and stuff. And yeah, uh, you know I don't know. And, and of course, she's she's always hated Diana, right? So mm-hmm. uh, of course, she'd she'd be putting together this group to, you know, put her. And it makes me wonder who her two, you know, helpers are. Yeah, because this is all in shadow. Gods. There's like two figures yeah. behind her, like in shadow, and uh, yeah. So, but they're at the factory where all the milk's being produced. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the end of the issue is the reveal that Diana is going to go back to having her, her human persona for a bit, uh, Diana Prince, and she's in like civvies. Uh, Although notably yeah. with the kind of Indiana Jones style looking belt, I noticed. With a yeah, so I think this is a callback to in the seventies where she stopped being one woman. It was just Diana Prince, mm. and she wore like a pantsuit because that's what this this felt like. So, I mean, cool, paying homage, but uh, but yeah, we've done this dance so many times where she decides she wants her alter ego, and then it lasts for like six issues, and then she's just back to being one woman, mm. which is fine. That's comics in a nutshell, but. Since I've been reading comics since about 03, 04, it's like the fifth time we've been reintroduced to Diana Prince. So I think yeah, like, to be fair, I don't think this is implying she's given up Wonder Woman and just, and just going to be <clears throat> Diana Prince, because it says, right. oh, this next operation, you can call me Diana Prince. So it, that, to me, says there's a reason for it, and it's, you know, it's not, there's no intention here for her to, you know, she doesn't have to, like, make a choice to go back to being Wonder Woman later. She just, you know, right. Right, it'll right, just right. happen naturally, because it's supposed to, but, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, the back half of the issue is okay. The first half mm-hmm. of the issue felt like it was just like quickly undoing everything it did in the previous issue, yeah. which wasn't a good issue and was very messy in, in and of itself. So it just kind of felt like we could have made this much simpler and it yeah. would have probably been all the better for it. But uh, yeah, uh, I don't think either of us read the backup. No, I haven't been reading it. So uh, I will say the art, Lupacino and Pinsinka, their art styles complement each other. Um, mm hmm. Uh, although Lupacino's is a little bit softer edges on things, so that's how you could tell. Um, but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't distracting at all. Um, and Lupacino's one of my favorite artists for Wonder Woman. Well, one of my favorite artists in general. But her work on Wonder Woman's always been strong. And here, it's been it's been decent. Um, but yeah, that's just the comment there. I, I really like the the art on on the dupe. Um, the, those cracks always, you know, gave her a creepy edge, right? So, um, we came together. Yeah, no, art's, uh, you know, a little inconsistent, because obviously it's two artists, but it's uh, pretty strong and standard throughout, mm-hmm. so uh, I can't complain too much. Um, yeah, it's kind of a yeah mixed bag of an issue, because I, I really was kind of rolling my eyes a little bit during the first half, and then the back half had, you know, yeah. a f- decent enough conclusion to what's been going on, but uh, it did feel like... It never like claimed to feeling bigger than it felt like it was going to become. Like early on when it was teasing mm-hmm. all this Doctor Psycho stuff, it felt like it was going to escalate, and I don't think it ever really did. Uh, and, no. maybe that, and maybe that's because the person behind the milk has now been revealed, and we're going to still do a plot with that after. But yeah, uh, yeah. So maybe a little underwhelming's, uh, I guess, what I'm trying mm-hmm. to say. Uh, all right, what are you giving Wonder Woman seven ninety? I'm mean, at six point five. Yeah, I'll just go with the straight six. I think. There you go. No, no, no mince words about it. Uh, all right. 
Bad Girls issue 9, Becky Clary and Michael Conrad rating. There's those pair again. And Neil Gouge yep. on the art, this issue. Uh, so this is uh we're kind of into a new arc and if you remember during the first arc there was like a sort of running like subplot of uh there are serial killer in the in the area and steph was convinced it was this old neighbor well that's kind of becoming the main plot now uh and once again i'll say that much like the last two issues it is, it is a better book now that it's more focused the third person narration is still a bit of a pet peeve but uh other than that uh i did quite enjoy this issue and uh have very little to complain about um the the art change obviously is a a little i I do wish uh, it was uh rodriguez back again but um gouge does a fine job it's it's nice and cartoony it kind of fits better here than when i've seen him do certain other books so that's Mm -hmm. good uh so the old man that steph's been spying on we see him like zipping up a bag and it's like an arm sticking out of it and there's like you can see like an eye like you know like part of a person's face and it's like oh he is the killer he is the killer uh but no then it's revealed later when they find the bag that it's actually just like mannequin arms and heads and stuff like it's not actually a body um i mean that's less creepy but not much well like, he's got he's got a doll I mean, in the that's... corner of this panel so i assume this is just what he does it's like he's either his job or his yeah. hobby yeah. mannequin parts still oh, yeah it's a bit creepy but you know it's, it's yeah. uh cass is like hanging out in a bookstore she's like reading now because she's obviously learned english quite well so she's uh reading some uh edgar Allan poe and uh Ooh. steph sunbathed on the roof but she's also doing that so she can spy on the neighbor uh who's across the alleyway um the, the, the one that she suspects of being a serial killer not because she's being pervy just to make that clear Mm-hmm. Uh, but they've, they've got a job for the night though they've got someone to, to go and uh, encounter uh, Babs has lured someone into a trap it turns out to be KG Beast uh, and there's a lot of references here to him you know hurting Nightwing so you know, Cass at one point mm-hmm. kicks him in the face and says this is for Nightwing then uh, it's just a fun little fight it's kind of nice that they're you know basically jobbing him out <laughs> uh, and making it look a chump uh oracle hacks his like uh the tech that he's got on his mask at one point and it's kind of represented with uh her like sort of you know doing the na 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 kind of face at him and stuff yeah. uh you know it's just it's kind of playful uh and then cass german suplexes kg beast he goes uh, directly no she's been watching some uh kurt angle yeah she takes him straight yeah. to suplex city uh so it's a fun fight scene uh where he just gets his ass whipped pretty much um and but there's a, a sort of weird moment at the end so they win the fight right and they tie him up but something flies past steph when she's on the rooftop and she stumbles off and it's sort of a comedy pratfall into the dumpster and like cash just sort of turns in silhouette looking at her as she falls into this dumpster uh and she's climbing her way out but she gets kind of excited because she realizes that she's in the the dumpster that the the old man she suspects is a serial killer has been put in his trash and she's like, oh, there's some old letters. We could find something out about them from this. And she starts, like, going through stuff. And she finds the bag of body parts. And she's like, look, a leg. I found a leg. And Cass is like, it's a wooden leg. <laughs> and it's like, wait, what? Damn it. I thought it would be some clue. And then the twist of the issue is they find the dead guy. Like, the, the old man is dead. He's actually been a victim of the killer. And he's lying stabbed behind all the trash. And so there's a bit of a crime scene moment where they're looking into it. Uh, one of his eyes has been replaced with a fake eye, so Cass removes that before the police come. 
uh, or sorry, Steph removes that, and she's got like, the green on her face that she's going to throw up, but she's doing it. So mm-hmm. uh, very fun and playful. I, I really enjoy the art here actually because there's a there's a panel where Cass is she's kind of doing the you know the 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 sort of thinking face you know the batman does sometimes with the hand on the, ch- the chin mm. but the the artist mm-hmm. actually got the one eye like open quite wide as the other one's shut as if she's got her eyebrow up but obviously she's still got her mask on though so mm-hmm. it's got this kind of cool look to it uh so yeah it's uh fun stuff okay you know i think when a good artist draws cast with her mask on it's, it's always quite effective uh and entertaining because you get all the expressions yeah. coming through this otherwise blank mask uh so mm-hmm. Montoya shows up to the crime scene, uh, Commissioner Montoya that is, and uh, the Batgirls retreat back to the base, and Steph is feeling a little bit guilty because she was so convinced the old man was a killer and that she feels responsible that he's now turned up dead because instead of like protecting him, she was thinking it was him. And Baz is like, no, 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 that's not your fault. Like, those two things aren't connected. Like, uh, So... Uh, Babs investigates this fake eyeball, it opens up, and there's a note inside, and it turns out to be a cipher. So we have a very, you know, seven Zodiac style serial killer in this otherwise very fun, lighthearted, pulpy book, uh, which is an interesting sort of thing. And they sort of realize, wait a minute, does this mean the killer's been leaving clues at all the crime scenes? And they go, well, we don't know, because like, the police are kind of like, you know, keeping tight lipped on what they're finding. So. Uh, maybe Babs will hack into the the Gotham Police Department <laughs> and find out what they've got. Uh, the end of the issue, though, is revealing what flew past Steph earlier on. Uh, and it turns out to be Killer Moth, who is watching from a nearby rooftop. Um, so, yeah, fun little ending, uh, setting up Killer Moth as a, yeah. as a guest villain or character in this arc. Uh, and all the serial killer investigation stuff is a lot of fun. Uh, I actually really enjoyed this issue. Uh, and I think Guji's art, well, I don't always like it. I remember he did initially a flash early on in Rebirth that I thought was really, it didn't work for the character. His head was kind of wonky. Mm-hmm. Here, his cartoony style actually fits the tone of the book, and I thought that it actually lent itself to all the, the kind of the, you know, the, the over-the-top expressions that the characters make and uh, just how, how you kind of, like, endear yourself to them is, is helped with this art. Uh, it's not my favourite art the book's had. I still go back to the original artist, which unfortunately is the worst arc of the book because it was too overstuffed but uh this art does work here quite well uh so yeah uh, i'll probably give this a solid eight uh, i think batgirls has improved since its first arc is finished um i would take it's out good. some of the the witty third person narration uh you know which early on because on the credits page for example it does the uh it, it does this thing where it says oh, these girls are cool and joe else is cool and it sort of lists like some of the creators but they're also cool kind of thing and it's like okay all right mm-hmm. you're being cute and i like i could do without that luckily it's not constantly there it's only on like maybe three pages of the book you know maybe four uh rest mm-hmm. of it it's just it does without but uh yeah so there you go as bad girls uh issue uh what we on? nine yeah yeah ten uh yep nine really enjoyed it so uh there you go yeah. uh next up Naomi, Season 2, Issue 6, Brian Michael Bendis and David F. Walker writing with Jamal Campbell on the art, as it has been for the whole book. Mm. Yep. Uh, so Naomi got uh, knocked out in the last issue, uh, pretty much after an issue that was almost entirely just a big fight scene. Uh, and then the rest of these villains want to finish her off. 
Uh, there's a lot of scenes building up to them doing this, with them talking about it, uh, and the nearby crowd getting worried, and someone from, you know, her aunt, basically, the, her, her parents' friend yeah. from her own world, is talking to her via, uh, like, technology or something, you know, almost telepathically, in a sense, but it's not really telepathy. Yeah. Uh, saying Naomi, you've Anti-Kira. got another, yeah, you've you've got another power, right? It's gearing up, like use it, use it. And so when one of the big villains is going to attack her with their big sword, Naomi sort of blasts her with this uh, force field. That's kind of didn't really feel like that much of a different power, to be honest. The the, no. the the only power that feels new in this is when she kind of makes a portal to her own world, which she can seemingly do yeah. now as much as she wants. So I feel like her powers are all about energy redistribution. So this is almost like she had leveled up and that like she could take the oncoming attack, right? And and redistribute it across. Which which yeah, which is fine. I just man, this book is so up and down. Uh so just constant constant new stuff through throughout on here. And like I was just missing some of the personal moments. Like again, we get introduced to her aunt kind of character. I kind of wanted more with that, and and less on the supervillain fight. Yeah, a lot um, of this issue is the fight again still, which is yeah. is kind of disappointing. Uh, yeah. At least it does have this extra context of someone talking to her through it to yeah. give it a little bit more structure. So I didn't I didn't dislike it as much as the the fight in the last issue, but yeah. it does take up a lot of this issue. Yeah, uh, and that, that's my whole thing is like, well, we just had an issue where we had a lot of fights with, with the villains, and then here where it's just showing, oh look how powerful she is still, and I was like, okay. Goodness, we get it, man. Like we, we, she's a powerhouse. But like, what about this lady that reached out to her? You know, well, like, I, about- I don't, I don't mind her like being a powerhouse. Like my my fix to this isn't like making her less powerful. My fix to this is having her just do the thing that wins immediately as soon as the aunt talks to right. her, and then. But we don't. We we have her fighting them for like several right. more that's, pages. That's and, the and problem. That's my point to me. is like he's so. Ben is supposed to show off. Like, look how cool she is. Look at her powers. And it's like. Yeah, man, I get it. Cool. But, like, there's... Ugh, he created such a, like, a, a, a good, like, group of characters around Naomi, but he just seems to be more interested in showcasing Naomi. And, like, I get it. That's her book. But to me, that's not what's interesting. It's, you know... Like, again, this person from her world where we thought, like, all the heroes were gone. Well, no, they were just in hiding. And, you know, this one that reaches out to her, I, I do like that because it's... It's another adult for her to to you know learn from. That's not her parents or Superman or any and yeah. Um, but she can redistribute power, so that's cool, I guess. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, the last last few pages of the book are, are basically her saying goodbye to her friend. It's kind of emotional, uh, and that's more of the stuff that we would want. Uh, her yeah. saying goodbye to her parents, uh, because she's going to go off and try and fix her uh, her own world. Yeah, D shows up just before she goes and gives her his big sword as a as yeah, a present. Axe, it's, which I don't I don't know if I'd want to wield the Thangarian death axe, you know, like I don't know, it's it's pretty pretty hefty weapon, but she looks cool carrying it. Um, the stuff with Naomi and her friend Annabelle, where she's talking about how her therapist won't see her anymore, and Annabelle's like, well, no, that that's that's sucky. She's like, well, no, I get it, you know, she's scared, like everyone is, like it's it's a lot. And again, that's the perspective that I like that, you know, this was a quiet little town in Oregon and now they have superheroes and villains showing up and wrecking shop. And how did people react to that? So yeah, those little tidbits in there work out really well. 
I did roll my eyes when the entire DC Universe shows up at the end there. Yeah, you know? it's the Justice League plus Young Justice plus uh, the others. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like, like, Naomi, here's your life. Every character you've ever interacted with. Which, again, if it was the Justice League showing up or like Superman, because there are these major supervillains just popping in that they faced, you know, or Young Justice comes in to check on her. But all of them there at the end was just almost like, was this just Jamal Campbell wanting to draw? It was, it was a little bit heavy-handed as well, yeah. I'd say. It was heavy-handed. Um, yeah. yeah, like the, you know, because the ending is her going into her, her home world to help try and fix it. And mm-hmm. she's obviously going to come back. She's this is not goodbye forever. But it kind of like winks at the, the reader almost and says, is this the end? Is this the end yeah. of Naomi's story? And I feel like that's like Ben is hoping he'll get to do another yeah. arc. But... Uh, I'm not so sure if you will, to be honest. They yeah. kind of, I, I think the cancellation of the TV show, like right before this came out, or maybe during yeah. it was coming out. I can't remember exactly when that happened. Uh, plus the fact that it's not selling particularly well, and that Bendis is like, I feel like they're using Bendis less. You know, like his yeah. his number of books is kind of dwindling, and maybe they've got a bunch to announce with them uh, mm-hmm. in the near future. I don't know, but it does kind of feel like his uh his tenure at DC might be winding down. Yeah. It also feels like he's a little bit out of steam. Like, as he's been mm-hmm. going, like, he came out swinging hard. Like, we really enjoyed the first uh, Naomi series and a, a lot of his Superman. But then just, like, his, his Justice League and his Legion and it just diminishing returns, I guess. Checkmate, all this other stuff. It just, you know, maybe he just needs a break. Maybe he needs to work on his creator own stuff. You know, um, I don't know. But I was definitely feeling it in this issue. For sure. But if this is his, you know, almost like his send off, it's almost like he's sending off a kid to college, you know, um, that sentiment worked real well, you know, in a medicines. So, but, but yeah. Yeah. I really liked the first uh, season of Naomi, which is why it's mm-hmm. a shame that I think this season has been a bit up and down and yeah, uh, especially since the, the, the down has been the last two issues. Cause that means the ending is yeah. kind of unsatisfying. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's it's a shame. Um, I feel like the Bendis magic because you know some people always hated Bendis. I, I actually yeah. think Bendis used to be really good, and yeah. I feel like there has been this decline in his quality gradually over a fair mm-hmm. bit of time. You know, I I think if you go back to you know when he was doing Daredevil and he was doing uh, New Avengers and he was doing, you know, he had all these books that were critically acclaimed were doing well and they were super mm-hmm. fun to read ultimate spider-man's the other one actually i, I can't forget yeah. that um but i don't know if you know obviously we liked a lot of his superman stuff not all of it but you know yeah. a lot of it was good um in the late season one of naomi i feel like everything else he's done has been kind of wonky mm-hmm. which is a shame uh yeah again it's been a lot like this series his his tenure at DC has been real up and down. Uh, it's been a real roller coaster. Um, and I know he's had health issues, and I don't know how that how much that's impacted his writing style or whatever. But it definitely feels like his his you know those like you said those Daredevil, you know that era of Bendis is long gone. Uh, but maybe he can recapture it. I don't know. But as far as DC is concerned, I, I get why they're pumping the brakes a little bit. Um, you know, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he has something. You know, I really liked he created uh, that one character, um, the cowgirl. 
I'm, I'm drawing a blank on her name. Jenny Hex. Jenny Hex. Yeah. Uh, you know, there there was some promise there. Like there was these little again, little tidbits that we just we didn't get to. Um, and yes, that's, that's kind of a shame. Yeah, sadly that book never. Yeah. yeah, it kind of felt like the arcs that we got in that book were meant to be kind of the early adventures before we get mm-hmm. down to the real serious story stuff, but then the book got yeah. cancelled before we did any of that, so it just kind of yep. felt a little bit worth... I wouldn't say worthless, but it kind of yeah. felt like it by the end, like, oh, you didn't really tell any story here. Like, there was nothing no. to really latch on to. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a shame uh, mm-hmm. that, that we feel this way now, because we, we are not someone who were dreading Bendis when, no. when he was coming. Bendis. I was excited, and I still, and I still believe, like, a lot of that Superman run was good. I mean, it gave us the, you know, him him giving up the Clark Kent identity and just being Superman, you know, um, and that, that was huge, you know. It also gave us John and in, in his current form because he got aged up, and so many people were upset about that. But I really feel like it's worked out, and that story, you know, what it's done for Superman, uh, has really added to the character. So yeah, no, it's again, it's not all Bendis bad, you know, like Connor. Right, he refused to read anything with Bendis' name on it. Um, but I also you can't sit there and blindly defend him either, because it has been. You know, we've I've read the majority of his stuff. Like he, Bendis's Legion was so missed with me that I stopped reading Legion, and I love the Legion. You know, so if it just wasn't adding up to the sum of what I thought it should, so yeah, I stopped yeah. reading that. I stopped reading his Justice League. I stopped reading yeah. the Checkmate book. I stop yeah. like I've st- I've stopped more of his books now than <laughs> DC than I stuck with. Yeah. Uh. So, hey, but there you go. Uh. Yeah. That is uh Naomi. Uh. Did we read it? You want to read it? No. Yeah, I'll give it a seven. Art's still fantastic. Campbell's still great. Yeah, I think I think it'll be a six. To be honest, I think, I think it's 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 just over the line because the art is good and mm-hmm. there's a couple of nice emotional beats towards the end and stuff, but uh the the fight really did. Uh, like, you know, it just felt like more of the same for like half mm-hmm. the issue, which is a shame. Uh, maybe even more than half, to be honest. If I was really going to count pages, so uh, that is Naomi season two issue six, deceased war of the undead gods issue one. Tom Taylor writing, Trevor here saying on art. This is the eight issue miniseries. Uh, is meant to be the final in the deceased saga, uh, which is interesting because mm-hmm. I kind of already thought it was done for a long time because they found a cure and they were curing yeah. people. Uh, which does lead to some interesting moments in this. Uh, it starts off with the slightly different version of Supergirl's origin mm-hmm. in this universe, where she actually isn't sent to Earth. She's sent to New Genesis instead. Yeah, uh, and because Brainiac is is bottling up Candor and uh, Zor-El and Alora send send her off before Krypton's destruction. Yeah, yeah, it's Brainiac who's destroying Krypton yeah. here instead of uh, the typical. Yeah. Um, so, but when she arrives there, uh, we find that the, the new gods are already zombies. So it's like, oh dear, uh, she, yeah. she, she might be screwed. And obviously it's setting up some plot threads for later. Uh, but yeah, then we come back to our main characters from Deceased. Uh, Damien, who's Batman. John, who's Superman. Uh, and Cass, who's Wonder Woman. And... Basically, the superpowered characters who can go, and there, you know, there was some funny dialogue here actually about, uh, you know, Damien wanting to go, and John being like, "It's space, Damien. I'm Batman. Yeah. It's the center yeah. of the sun. I'm Batman." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's all stuff that I feel like has been earned because of their relationship, right? Like, 
It's it's all tongue in cheek. And you know, given that though, technology's there, you know Damien's going. Oh yeah. Right? So uh I don't like that. But yeah, they have to go to the sun because that's where zombie Superman has well, been residing. Just one final point oh. in the dialogue here is you know, Damien says, if anything happens to you, I will come after you. And Cass says, I believe you because you're Batman. I yeah. thought that was a nice because Batman. <laughs> it was. Yeah. Again, earned. Right? Like, it's all set up. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically, they're going to get Superman, who's in the in the yeah. sun. And uh, it's a bit of a fight. Uh, Superman obviously grabs John. He's missing the arm still. Uh, it takes all of these superpowered characters. Mary Marvel's there. Uh, Green Canary. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cyborg's there. All of them have to come together to you know give the cure to to Superman, uh, but sure enough on Earth too, uh, as the Green Lanterns are talking to Lois, uh, mm-hmm. out what you know the boom tube opens, you think oh we started with new gods maybe this is like you know uh-huh. some stuff but it's oh no it's just our characters because they're using boom tubes to travel around, right. and Clark with now with a, a steel Winter Soldier esque arm, yeah. Uh, uh, is back here to talk to Lois and his parents, and it's this emotional reunion. Uh, it's always uh, Pa Kent's back as well, because he died originally. Oh, uh, yeah. The mom Pa Kent stuff, where she's like, I hit you with a shovel. Yeah. Yeah, uh, oh, man. Barda and Mr. Miracle are going back to New Genesis, although I'm sure they're going to find that uh, things have changed a little bit since they left. Yeah. So and they're talking about their son, too, which is, you know, nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you know, I like, I like that he exists in this universe. Uh, and then the gut punch of the issue comes where now that Alfred's seen there's a cure and that you know Superman's come back, Pa Kent's come back, he's feeling guilty because he, you know, he he kind of killed a lot of the Bat family by shooting them in the head. Yeah, and he's feeling like, no, I did this. I killed my sons, is what he says, which is you know, yeah, poor uh, Alfred. Tom Taylor knows how to get yeah feeling things with Alfred. It's just this something he's he's proven to be very good at. Yeah. Uh, but the actual plot setup of the book is that a bunch of Brainiac drones are coming towards the planet. Jess is up there, uh, just like Cruz that is, uh, mm-hmm. and warns everyone else. The Supermen come up, uh, they smash them all, but the Brainiac ship is coming. But the big twist of this, though, is that Brainiac isn't coming to, you know, take the planet. He's not here to mm-hmm. do his usual, like, bottling antics. He's greatly injured. Din- He's greatly injured <laughs> when they get on board and says they're coming we have to stop them the gods are dead so he's actually there to warn them uh yeah. that's how bad it is he's warning them that the new gods are zombies and that, that they're on their way to, to earth too so uh yeah pretty solid exciting yeah. way you, you sell a threat by having someone who's a villain kind of come to the heroes to warn them or ask for help that's how, yeah, you, se- and- that's how you sell how big the threat is yeah and not just like He's in pieces, <laughs> like he's he's hanging on by a thread, too. You know, so he barely just got out of there. Uh, and we we know Brainiac's pretty formidable on his own. So so yeah. Uh, so when this was announced at the title, where the undead gods, I was really thinking like, you know, the 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 new gods, and then you know, zombified Superman coming out of the sun, and you know that type of stuff. And the fact that they they healed Superman, you know, they cured him. So quickly into this book, it really threw me for a loop in a good way, you know, because now I have zero clue what's going to happen in this book. Like, uh, and I like that uncertainty. Yeah, I mean, there's so many possibilities going forward as to what this story is actually going to be now, other than that it's a zombie 
you know new gods that are coming right uh does the cure not work in them is that why it's going to be such a tough fight or does right. it work but it's really hard to administer it so like you know how, how yeah. do they deal with it I, well i'm curious if it spread to them can it spread to other gods right because it's been mutated mm-hmm. yeah so no. you know but, uh, but yeah it's a it's an interesting setup um i think this issue i'd say two-thirds of it are more about just kind of like setting up where the characters are now and kind of mm-hmm. wrapping up the, the the things that are still you know getting superman and yeah. curing him like it's all these dangling threads that um like you just assumed were going to happen if we never got in this we'd assumed that they went and done this but this is like okay we have to do this to start this book and mm-hmm. we're really just teasing what this is really going to be doing at the end of the issue but it's an exciting cliffhanger uh it feels like a big deal when, when it happens and uh you know taylor really knows how to you know we talked about all the dialogue with with damien and john uh but then alfred Mm -hmm. talking to to damien and uh all all these other scenes where he just he gets the interactions with the characters uh you know down so well because he understands them all so well and it's just something and it made me realize actually when was the last issue of nights of steel i feel like that's been ages since we had one of those (laughs) yeah someone someone i follow on twitter said the same thing like it's been a while, so... Oh, wait, and the artist, um, I guess. I, I, I don't know. Couple, yeah, a couple months, maybe May? Yeah, it's I been a while. I just, it just occurred yeah. to me that Taylor did have that as well, that it's not finished yet, so... Yeah. Man, there's so many alternate realities going through right now, you know, with the with the vampires, and now this, and the Dark Knights of Steel, and my brain's overlapping them da- all. Dinosaurs, mechs, we, we, we yeah. got it all. We, we got tons of... Uh... Those two I'm not going to confuse as easy, though, right? Because those those stand out. But, like, some of the stuff with the vampires, I was when I was thinking about the Supergirl thread here, then I was like, well, wait, she's also going to the middle... No, that's vampires, mm. where she has to get to Australia. And then I was like, wait, but they had to get to Australia in Unkillables. So, yeah, just trying to keep them all straight. Yeah, um... Know. You know, Trevor here saying, like, I, I don't think his art's amazing. I think his uh, faces are a bit, you know, the, the heads have this kind of, like, s- sort of rectangle look to them for me <laughs> that I'm not okay. super into. Uh, not that the it's zombie fine. stuff looks great, though. Oh, like, yeah, the zombie stuff is... Zombies looks great. Yeah, the zombie stuff is perfectly fine. And it's, it's very it's very solid enough overall. Like, it's, it's not bad art, but... um, no. like, But it's also not art that I'm feeling like I want to praise either. Like, I, I'm not yeah. in love with it. Yeah, I do like his his Winter Soldier Superman. I thought that looked pretty cool uh, with the arm when he's he shows back up with it. So uh, that was a nice design. But yeah, I I, I want to disagree, but I really can't either because you know it's like you said, it's fine. It's nothing to to like go over the moon for. But it does. But I will I will put it over for the zombies. Yeah. Uh, all right. What are you giving a uh, deceased world the undead gods issue one? Eight point five. Yeah, probably, probably a straight eight for me, but uh, yeah, uh, good stuff. I'm glad it's back. I'm glad we're getting one last go round, and mm-hmm. I can't wait to see who Tom Taylor decides to kill to make us all upset. But uh, <sighs> I'm sure there'll be a few. No one, no one's safe. This is the last part. No one is safe. So yeah, and since we got Superman back, that means that someone else in the family has to die. Yeah, John's John's it. days are numbered. Or Lois's. She's the president. Or Lois. Yeah. Or maybe man and Paquette will both go and we'll see perils drop to the floor. Oh, no. Jonathan's like, here, I got you a present. Uh, let's go for a walk. There's no dark alleys in Kansas. <laughs> oh, they're not in Kansas anymore. That's true, though, on Earth, too. Oh, no. 
I wasn't trying to go for a Wizard of Oz reference, but it just it came out and it just sounded like yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Oh, dear. Anyway, there you go. That's uh, War of the Undead Gods, issue one. Jurassic League, issue four, Juan Gideon and Daniel Warren Johnson, uh, yeah. with Juan doing the art again uh, in this issue, which is notable because last issue we had a fill-in artist. Um, yeah. And it was, uh, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't great. Uh, Sub-subpar. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's been a very simple story so far, and what's funny is that German suplexes are going around because the front cover of this issue is yeah. uh, Green Torch giving a German suplex to Atrocitaurus. Atrocitaurus. <laughs> Atrocitaurus, whatever. I'm never going to remember all these days. Uh, right. I, so, I, I got you. Yeah. Uh, so, basically, whatever's in the mysterious big egg uh, actually consumes uh, Black Mantisaur, or whatever he's being uh-huh. called, uh, for life, and it basically confirms a couple of pages in who it is with the beams that come out. You're like, oh wait, yeah. okay, it's definitely dark side then. <laughs> um, yeah, it's got the Omega Sanction going. Yeah. So. yeah. yeah. Uh, it's, it actually spits out the trident after it eats uh, yeah. Black Manta. And, uh, this book is so silly. Yeah, Aquarix like, picks up. I was like, okay, you want to fight? Alright, let's do it. Uh, but I, I was entertained by it. Uh, then we cut mm-hmm. to Green Torch fighting a Trusataris and uh does a pretty decent job and then flash raptor comes in and it's like, okay we have to figure out uh where aqua aquanix went uh meanwhile uh Bassor, uh and super Sor are together uh with uh wonder dawn and they're discussing what their plan should be and what they should do uh Bassor grabs the lasso and makes giganta talk uh you know where's your mm-hmm. master you know what's going on and he still, you know, he almost drops that he's looking for the killer of his parents, and the others kind of feel awkward mm-hmm. about it. Uh, but Badsaur is determined to leave and go after the villain. Uh, he thinks that's the course of action, and he makes his... Uh, with bones and something, he makes bat wings to glide on, and young human Robin comes with him, and he's sort he's, he's of grown on him a little bit. Uh, yeah. He's, he's looking for Joker's Ard, and he goes flying off, and... Superstar and Wonder Dawn are left to try and help the humans like fortify and got this mountain to like because it's a better defensible position. Uh, yeah, and we get like a pack end Superman like you know yeah. father son pep talk scene <laughs> about yeah. doing the right things and uh, and how he needs to go out and help everyone, not just them. He can't just stay and protect them forever. Right. So yeah, that like you know it's it's doing like a lot of really simple things, but it's. You know, all through this dinosaur lens. <laughs> yeah. Well, and then when the egg hatches, right? So it, it consumes Joker's Zord and who else? Who's the other villain? I trust Tower. No, uh, Reverse Flash is what yeah. he was called. Reverse Slash. Um, and it consumes and the, the egg hatches and it's darkly aside. Well, yeah, which... because Green Torch and Flash Raptor show up with yeah. uh, these two knocked out villains. And yeah. Aquarix has already seen him consume black mana, so he's like, oh, you idiots, you brought him more food. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, so sure enough, uh, we get the, the giant breakout of Darkseid. Yeah. And we get this great two-page spread. He's got... Do you know what, it makes me think of Bowser more than anything else. He's like Bowser mixed with yeah. Darkseid. Yeah. Uh, but just the, the name sent me. It's the Dark Kylosaurus, like an Ankylosaurus. Uh, and just yeah, but he does. He is very no, 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 no. It's not dark, dark, dark like the Soros. It's dark yeah. like a side, 
or Sayid. Dark like a Sayid. I I had a hard time reading it because a lot of them <laughs> just bashed together. But yeah, um, he's got the club tail. But yeah, no, you're right. He he is Bowser esque in his dimensions. So yes. yeah. So I, I don't yeah. know, I don't know what princess he's going to keep and keep keep at the top of his castle. But uh, there's 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 plenty. I'm yeah. sure. Um, but yeah, no, this book is just super silly. Uh, the art was definitely an improvement from last time, so that, that's good. I mean, the one Gideon art is is decent and just. Uh, although the moment though after the egg hatching is is Bat Sword doing the wings and turning himself into a glider with Robin on top. Uh, it's just again, it's so silly. Uh, yeah, it was, it was great to have him back on art. Uh, the final. Yep. Uh, thing though is the dark side's first target is uh, Themyscira. He's going after yep. the other gods, Trimascara. effectively. Yeah, yeah. It's, I'm never going to remember all these like variations yeah. of the names. I right? got you though. I told you. I got you. But he, yeah, he's he's going after Themyscira. So I think that's interesting because it like Wonder Dawn up until now has felt kind of like she's along for the ride, but this will make yep. it personal. You know that he's that right. he's went after there. So. Because yeah, yeah. Superman's got humans to protect that he cares about. Batman's got yeah. his backstory with his, you know, dead parents. Wonder Dawn may have a dead mother after this, potentially, right. <laughs> depending right. on how well this siege on uh, Themyscira goes. But yep. uh, that's where the cliffhanger leaves us off. Uh, very quick read, uh, as mm-hmm. most of these issues have been. Uh, but it's super fun, enjoyable, and kind of like just a nice slice of like light-hearted goofiness, yeah. really. Uh, but I, I've enjoyed it, uh, by and large, and I enjoyed this issue. Yeah. Yeah. You want, you want me to read? I guess so. I guess there's not much more to add. I mean, it's a quick read, but it's also yeah. a quick discussion, because I, I don't know if there's a, a super amount of yeah. things that I want to bring up about this issue, but, um, yeah. yeah. But no, it was a fun time. Yeah. Cool. Uh, I'm, I'm leaving Nate. Yeah, I think I'll agree with eight. I think I'll agree with eight on this one. So there you go. Uh, but yeah, that's actually the last book. So quicker show this week. Uh, we got through the books in a timely fashion. Uh, weird. I won't let it happen again. Uh, <laughs> I'll add a segment yeah. next week. If, if no, next week's going to have solicits. Next week's going to be yeah. huge on it. So next week's solicits, fine. and there's there's quite a few books. So uh, so yeah, coming up uh right now. I was almost skipping a part of the show there. Uh, this is the part of the show where you pick your favorite stuff of the week, favorite panel slash more, favorite cover, favorite art, and top five books of the week. So, uh, what was your panel slash moment, Matt? Um, it, man, it's really hard not to go something from Jurassic League. Well, let me think, because because there was a bunch of them in there. Seas had some good ones. Superman. Um. Yeah, I'll go from Jurassic League, and it's going to be Batsaur with the wings, because that was just so funny to me. Okay. Um, what do I want? Uh, <laughs> I don't have a, a quick answer for you here. I think... I think I'm going to go with bad girls, actually. I think I'm going to go with them finding the uh, the dead body and kind of the investigation kind of stuff that comes mm-hmm. after. It's probably, it's probably the, the, the scene I enjoyed the most this week, actually. So, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's what I'm going with. All right, what's your cover of the week, Matt? Uh, it's the variant of Superman, Son of Kal-El. Let me get the name up because I forgot it. But um, 
it's got a young John pulling like a kite out of a out of the tree, um, and he and he's flying up. But it's the Raphael Sarmento variant. But notably, Goldie's there, so it, it's pre, you know, the tragedy of Goldie. Um, okay. But it's just this really nice painted looking cover and shows a young John, you know, pulling a kite out of the tree using his powers and, uh, you know, Clark and Lois in the background. Looks real nice. Yeah, I, I've got two choices here, really. I The the regular Jurassic League cover with the German suplex is kind of wild, but I think yeah. I'm going to go with uh, a variant for Batgirls, uh, the Sweeney Boo variant, which is just uh, Steph and Cass kind of like back-to-back. Um, but uh, so, some weeks there's like half a dozen that I can't pick between. Uh, this week was maybe a bit weaker in covers overall. But uh, I'll go with that. So I guess Batgirl. I mean, the main cover on that one's pretty funny too. Is it says Batgirl Summer, and and Cass has uh, goggles and a and a float ring on. Yeah, rubber ring, which is real funny. Yeah. Uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, all right, art of the week. We got. All right, so man, there was some pretty good art this week. Um, I'm gonna give it to Blanco for the Green Lantern story. Um, because nothing else. I mean, Campbell's good. Um, Gideon was decent, but I mean it's Fernando Blanco, and that always just gets me. So yeah, I like the Blanco art, but because I didn't like the design of the, the Green Lantern suit yeah. as much, I think it's maybe pulling it down a little bit for me. So I'm a little conflicted. Um, I think I'm going to go with uh, Gideon for Jurassic League uh, yeah. this week. Uh, it's fun, you know. It's inventive. It's big and bold, and uh. You can kind of feel the Saturday morning cartoon vibe that it's going for really well. Yeah. So uh, I'm going with that. Uh, all right, Matt, top five books of the week. All right. So number one is going to be Deceased. Number two is going to be Superman, Son of Kal-El. Number three is uh, Jurassic League. Four is Green Lantern and or the World Without the Justice League Green Lantern. And then five is going to be Naomi. Okay. Uh, so I think for me... Number one will be Deceased. Number two will be Batgirls. Number three will be Jurassic League. Number four will be Superman, Son of Kal-El. And number five... Uh, let's put, what is it between one of them and the only... And... Something else? <laughs> oh yeah, the, the Green Lantern book. Uh, I guess I'll go yeah. with Naomi in fifth place, but it... There you go. Oh, no, 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 I'll go with the Green Lantern book. I rate that higher. I rate that higher. Yeah, it's Green Lantern one shot in the yeah. fifth place. There you go. I, I, mine was just, you know, which one am I cutting out because I had six. And yeah, I had seven, so it was... It was very obvious. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, there you go. Uh, I will tell you what is coming next week from DC Comics. From the Detective Comics Comics Company. Uh, so we got Nightwing issue 95 with a very inventive cover by the looks of it. We have Batman yep. Superman World's Finest issue 6. We have Batman the Night issue 8. We have The Flash 785, Catwoman 46, Harley Quinn 20, Dark Crisis Young Justice issue 3, Batman One Bad Day The Riddler issue 1, so it'd be exciting to finally start those. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's a hefty book, which makes my decision not to read that Young Justice miniseries uh, easier. <laughs> I'll, yeah. I'll read these Batman one-shots instead, because they seem more interesting. Uh, DC vs. Vampires All at War issue 2 is out. 
Black Adam issue 3, Aquaman Flash Void Song issue 3, and Scooby-Doo, where are you, issue 117. Uh, so I think... Is that a Yeti? Oh, God. I think we all decided we were out on All Out War, funnily enough. Yep. Uh, none of us liked that, uh, sadly. Uh, but that's good, though, because it means that we are more open for the Bat one-shots. And, mm-hmm. uh, you yeah, know, I'm looking forward to see what they do with Black Adam next week. And obviously Nightwing is always a exciting yeah. event, so... I just hope there was enough pre-orders of this uh, Riddler book that Garrett has to get that <laughs> tattoo. That's all. I feel like you would know I, by now. Yeah. Well, I know. I know that uh, I ordered mine before final order cut off. So, um, but yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, but there you go. Uh, quicker show this week, but uh, uh, I will take this time to thank our Patreon producers. Thank you very much to Tyler Hess, Cindy Palacios, David Sharp, Bordenow, Christopher Moy. David Brown, Al Treisman, and Alison M. Fordyce. Uh, they are some of our higher tiered patrons over at patreon.com slash TV, where you can go and support the show and all the content that we make uh, on the various YouTube channels as well as this podcast. Uh, but you get, get early access to this show at the $5 tier. You get it whenever it's ready on the Saturday as opposed to waiting for the Sunday, uh, if that's of interest. So go and have a, have a look-see. Uh, you can also like, subscribe, rate us on iTunes, five stars, all that stuff does help out a lot. Uh, but otherwise, that's us. Also, get us on Twitter at DC Comics Podcast if you ever want to ask questions or just get mm-hmm. updates on things. Uh, but that is the. Uh, how is that? So, there you go. Uh, but yeah, that all but wrap up issue, issue uh, episode 118. So, thank you very much for joining us. We always appreciate it. Keep reading DC Comics and remember to never get lost in the Speed Force.